0: Welcome to the Dental Business Podcast with your host, an owner of multiple businesses, a mentor, investor, and dental surgeon, Brad Thornton. Hi guys, so it's Brad Thornton here and welcome to the Dental Business Podcast. So we're talking about kind of time management and and productivity especially in a time like now when we have got loads of time on our hands. You know, we're coming towards the end of what a friend of mine described as a two-week all-inclusive holiday where you'll have been eating a lot more, you'll have been drinking, you won't have been doing as much. You know, because the structures that we normally live our lives by have been broken down by the coronavirus, it's really easy to slip into habits of doing very, very little. You know, if you want something done, get it, give it to a busy person to do because they're going to be more efficient. If you don't have much to do, if you have time on your hands, How easy is it to be less productive, to procrastinate, to put things off and just to kind of be a bit more lazy, we're all guilty of that. I think it's really important because we do have an opportunity to to keep productive, to get things done that we we maybe wouldn't have done if we were working. And we've got to try and keep our productivity levels high. We've got to try and keep our energy levels up and manage our time effectively. So there are a couple of things that, that I think are helpful generally, I've kind of spoke about a couple of these on previous episodes. And then there are some things that I actually think that we need to be doing specifically as dentists and dental professionals during the coronavirus period whilst we're in lockdown. Some are obvious but, and some are working for me personally so I'd, I wanna kind of let you guys uh, know about those. Now a couple of specifics about keeping your productivity levels high, managing your time well. Uh, sort of more general things i should say one of the key things i think and i try and discuss this with people when i'm going through this with others is kind of know when your peak time is during the day we all have times where we'll have more energy we all have times where we're going to have a bit of a lull if you know when that is you can structure your day according to when your energy levels peak and trough now i learned this many many years ago i'm a morning person i work really really well in the morning. So if, if I get up late, I can miss some of my highest levels of energy and my most productive time. And I can find that if I actually get up an hour or two later than normal, I might have missed an hour and a half worth of my highest uh, productivity time. And the rest of my day just becomes so uh, so much less productive that I really can't miss those couple of hours first thing in the morning. So sort of between six and eight is my you know my peak time. So. If you can and you're probably maybe learning this a little bit because you've got more time uh, on your hands try and make a note of when you've got more energy if you're a morning person if you have a sort of a rush of energy early afternoon so that you can maybe start to try and structure when you're doing things that are needing a little bit more concentration or when you can spend a little bit of time being lazy watching television maybe Going, spending time with the family, going for the walk, doing that hour of exercise that we're supposed to or we're allowed to do, because the second thing, once you've got an idea of of how your body works and your rhythm through the day, is actually write down a bit of a structure for the day. Usually, the day before, we've all got a few to dos that we need to be doing, which I'll go through in a bit, but. If you've got a structure, if you've got something written down, then you're far more likely to be able to keep to a bit more of a productive day the following day. Like I said, our usual sort of going to work, dropping the kids off at school, picking them up from nursery, all of those things we're not doing. So you know, it's it's a bit more difficult to, to fit the things in that we would normally be doing into the spaces that we've got and it's easy for things just to fall by the wayside because We need to create the structure for us to get things done during the day. One really important thing that I do is, I mean, this this is easier for me because my peak times in the morning, but the whole concept of eating frogs. So my third piece of advice is when it comes to things to do during the day, do the thing that you want to do the least first thing in the morning. Get it out of the way because it clears mind space, it clears thought, it reduces stress. It just enables you to maybe get through that day and be a little bit more productive because the thing that you were gonna sort of dread the most is done. Now, at a time when people's finances might be a little bit, caught, you know, a bit tested, when we're having to make phone calls to bank managers, to accountants, discussing things with creditors, trying to chase up things with HMRC, whatever it is that we need to be doing daily or however often, you can pretty much guarantee that something in that list is a thing that we really cannot be asked to do or we were, going to, we're going to dread the most. So get that out of the way first thing in the morning to clear space for everything else that day. And at the end of the day, tip number four is take an inventory of what you've done, because that's going to give you a little bit of motivation, make you uh, clear the mind a little bit before you go to bed to make you know the things that you've got done It'll also enable you to then structure the next day of things that maybe you didn't manage to get done Or things that you need to do to follow up from the things that you've done that day Now I know that a lot of you are going to be thinking Well hang on a minute, I'm not going to work I actually don't have that much to do So I'm going to go through a list of I think things that you, know, you need to be doing Every day really during the corona time, the corona period uh, the most obvious one is obviously the triaging. You know, we need to either be delegating this out or doing it ourselves. Getting the triaging done, making sure that we're maintaining a service for our patients, maintaining that goodwill. Let them know that you are there for them. We are triaging and then signposting accordingly. And depending upon the regulations at the time that you're listening to this, will depend on whether we're doing absolutely nothing, analgesics, advice, antibiotics, or whether we are then doing emergency treatment with the correct PPE, or whether we're going back to normal. I have no idea when all that is, uh, is going to change and the regulations are going to change, but we need to make sure that patients know that we're there for them, especially if you've got planned patients, because they're paying a monthly fee, for something so we cannot close the door and make you know we need them to make sure that they're still getting some value like i mentioned earlier one thing that i do think is important and i would argue that this is something that you should be doing most days if not every day is maintaining open and transparent communications with creditors hmrc your bank manager you need to be developing one hell of a good relationship with your bank manager because either you need them now or you're going to need them soon in the future you may be very lucky and you may not need them at all but maintaining that relationship keeping an open communication channel going being honest and transparent about the situation and position of your business there's no pride at the moment it's all about business survival business continuity and business growth after the end of the coronavirus because you know we're all in the same boat just be honest keep that open communication make sure that you're following up Be friendly, be nice, but I see no issue in being that annoying client that rings daily to get an update because we've all had situations where we feel that people don't do things as as often or as, as quickly as we'd like them to. You can bet your bottom dollar they will if it means that you stop calling them and getting an update and following up. So most days, if not every day, Having an open conversation, open contact communication with bank managers, creditors, HMRC, the council, um, any business that you know you're kind of trying to get to do something that's going to aid your business, whether it's a payment holiday, whether it's changing payment terms, whether it's a landlord to do with rent changes or whatever it is. Every day you need to be doing checking up, following up something to do with that. A couple of things though that are more patient focused. Yeah, we're doing this triage, but one thing that I don't think anybody or very few will be doing is doing proactive phone calls to patients. Now, what I mean by that is actually ringing people up out of the blue and asking them how they're doing. It doesn't have to be for any particular reason other than you as their dental practitioner are seeing how they are. Now, I challenge anybody to do that and get a negative reaction from a patient. You know, it's a really good thing to do. You don't have to do many. You don't have to do, um, you know, be on the phone for that long. If they don't answer, leave a voicemail they can pick up later on. You'd be surprised at the level of goodwill that that will create by doing that. Make sure that you are sending uh, email updates to patients. You've got a big email database you know, let them know how the business is going, keep them updated about the, the regulatory changes so that they know that all dentists are in the same boat and that you're going out of your way to make sure that they're informed about how things are, when they'll next get seen, signposting people to any urgent care centres that are being set up, letting them know when you're available to carry out emergency treatment, just generally keeping them up to date so they've got um, a regular sort of channel of, of information coming, coming from you. Another really important thing is to be doing a few more social media posts. Uh, the thing that's working really well for us is advice. Um, loads of people are talking about how marketing's not a good idea at the moment. I did some marketing with minimal investment that was purely focused on advice for toothache and we had 9,000 views, it was shared 45 times, reached nearly 50,000 people um, with tens of pounds worth of actual investment of, of the actual ad spend. So really, really effective form of marketing that had no call to action. There was no sort of obvious reason to do that. It was purely to provide information for patients, not just our patients, but any patient in our area. And I've had tens of, well, I'd say 35 separate Facebook Messenger conversations with people providing advice and none of them are our patients. Um, now that's just building goodwill. It's building the brand. It's providing a, you know, a benefit to the, to the public, to our local population. So, you know, providing extra guidance, information and advice through social media channels, whether you pay for marketing or not, but just doing a few more regular posts, being a bit more present is a really good use of your time at the moment. And one thing that maybe is a bit more obvious because we're going to be doing it anyway, and I think sometimes you've got to give yourself permission to switch off a bit and maybe you need to structure in this to help you feel a bit less stressed about it, but make sure you enjoy family time. Make sure you enjoy time at home, downtime, restful time, and just try and make the most of what is uh, hopefully a once in a generational thing where we are not able to see patients like we normally would. We have been given an excuse to spend more time with our family. So we still need to make the most of that. So as a bit of a summary, Know your peak times, write a structure for the day. Get the worst thing that you have got to do that day out of the way first thing in the morning. Take an inventory at the end of the day to maintain a little bit of structure, prepare yourself for the day after. Now the things that we should be doing as dental practitioners at the moment, forgetting the obvious, but some of the really good things that I think that helping to build and maintain the goodwill of our patients, but also building our brand a bit during the downtime is following up um, on patients, making sure that you are ringing proactively out of the blue patients to see how they're doing. Maintain that relationship. People that you're having to rebook or that have been rebooked, Ring them around the time that they were due to have their consultation, that's a perfect reason to call them. I was due to see you for a consultation today, I'm just letting, I'm just giving you a ring just to see how you're doing, how things are, making sure that everything's alright and you'll be fine for the next few weeks or the next month until I can see you again. Nice to speak to Mr., you know, Mrs Smith, take care and I'll see you soon. Um, keep an email updates and do more social media. Uh, stay present, be there, stay at the front of people's minds, and be there for your patients you know keep that goodwill high and be ready for when things are all over and we are back to normal i hope you found that helpful take care everybody and stay safe stay productive and stay ready for the end of the coronavirus